brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. This is Jason Douglas from Three Guys Talking, and you're listening to the 4D Podcast Network. Talking baseball in Minnesota, Bernie Allen and Molotov. Krellick had a no-hit game, Kirby Puckett, what a shame. Heisel, Herbie, G-Man had their day, we love to watch them play. everyone thanks for joining us for another edition of talking twins as always hosted by myself bradley swanson and my co-host daryl yates we bring you guys the show each and every episode from the confines of the first pitch studios and we appreciate you guys as always joining us to talk some more minnesota twins baseball here on each and every episode of talking twins so with that remember just real quickly you can check us out on the web you can find talking twins on our website and that's www.talkingtwinsbaseball.com we're also on Facebook, and you can find us there by just going to facebook.com slash talking twins. We're also on Twitter, so if you want to interact with us with 140 characters or less, please do so. Check us out on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at talking twins. So check out the website, Facebook, and Twitter. We're, we're active on all those. We'd like you guys to be active with us on all, on all three of our mediums as well so we can chat with all the Twins fans out there and, and get the feel for what the Minnesota Twins fan base is, is thinking each and every day and each and every week. So with that, we are going to uh, go ahead and jump into our, our Down on the Farm segment. And, of course, we are always bring you guys the our, our stars each and every episode from the, the four main levels of, of Minnesota Twins minor league baseball course. It's always Cedar Rapids, Fort Myers, Chattanooga, and Rochester. Low A, high A, double A, and triple A. Well, this week, being that the regular seasons have wrapped up in each of those areas, we are going to give you guys the final um, Down on the Farm stars for this episode. Now, as a teaser in our show in two weeks, we will give you guys our final season Down on the Farm stars. So which guys we thought from each level for the season deserved that, that, that star, that Down on the Farm star no notification for the season. 
So this is our last regular season um, episode version of this show. And like I said, next uh, episode, we'll give you guys the season ending down on the farm stars. So definitely, you know, check back for that on episode 133. But as we get into uh, the down on the farm stars this week, we are going to start, as we always do at the low A level, which is our friends, the Cedar Rapids Colonels. And I'm going to start it off with uh, my star, final star of the week for, or star of the episode, excuse me, for 2017. And that is Travis Blankenhorn, the third baseman for the Colonels. Now, in his final 10 games, put up some very nice numbers with a 341 batting average. That's on 14 hits out of 41 at bats, uh, three doubles, a triple, four home runs, 14 RBIs. That's right, 14 RBI over his last 10 games. He also scored 10 runs over his last 10 games, uh, took five walks, stole three bases, and also put up four multi-hit games over his last 10 games. Now, the Cedar Rapids Colonels, their regular season's done, but their postseason's just beginning. In fact, they, they start their their postseason on Wednesday, uh, September 6th, this evening, uh, uh, they're against Kane County, the Cougars. So hopefully uh, Travis Blankenhorn will continue to to light that up you know, as, as he's been doing his last 10 games because he's been on fire. Now I'm going to turn it over to Daryl for his Cedar Rapids Colonel star of the episode. Well, Brad, I got Luan Diaz, and we got to see him close up uh, when we went down to Cedar Rapids. Uh, and... You know, he's been on fire the last few weeks, actually. Uh, but the 20-year-old, he's hitting uh, 333 over the last 10 games, a pair of bombs, four ribbies, and five runs score. He ended the year pretty solid, hitting 292, 12 homers, 33 doubles, 68 RBI, and 47 runs scored. I think that's good enough to get him to uh, Fort Myers next year. What do you think? I'd say those numbers are pretty solid for Diaz, and yeah. I'd say there's a very good shot that he is a Fort Myers miracle in 2018, without a doubt. And speaking of the, the Fort Myers miracle, those are our Cedar Rapids Colonel Stars of the Week, Lewin Diaz, Travis Blankenhorn. Uh, as we get on to Fort Myers, I, I've got the guy who uh, was on our show just a, a couple of episodes ago and is the guy who's hit 18 homers in the Twins minor league system this year, and that is – the uh, first-round pick in Brent Rooker. And Rooker, the left fielder, has also put up a pretty solid uh, run in his last 10 games going into the end of the season with a 342 batting average. That's uh, 13 hits on 38 at-bats. A couple of doubles, three home runs, nine RBIs, uh, seven runs scored, a walk, and four multi-hit games as well for, for Brent Rooker. So uh, definitely Rooker's uh, continued to, to show a lot of promise. He may be a... A guy that gets to go to the Arizona Fall League this year, uh, definitely the possibility is there as the Twins still have a few spots to to name yet for their their AFL roster. We'll talk about that more on our next episode when that should be all finalized out and we can go over the, the six or seven guys that the Twins will send down. Rooker's got a real good possibility, though, of, of being one of those guys. So my star of the week from Fort Myers is, is our man Brent Rooker, and that means, Daryl, who do you have for Fort Myers for the star of the week? Well, you know, and you, you picked a really good one. And Brent Rooker, boy, he's been nothing short of fantastic, you know, coming in with 18 home runs, which leads the tw or second with the Twins. Uh, and he did it basically half of a season. But I had uh, our Australian-born Lewis Thorpe, starting pitcher, 21-year-old, signed back in 2012. And we all know about the ailments he went through, Tommy John. Uh, he His last game, he allowed a, a single earned run, over seven strong innings and struck out a career high 11 batters uh, on the year. 
you know, four for four, and we we don't get into win so much, but a two nine three ERA, the batting average against only two twenty five, ninety one strikeouts and only thirty three walks. Now he'll have to prove that a little bit, but you know he's basically been striking out, uh, averages nine strikeouts per nine innings and three walks per nine. So he's got to decrease that a little bit, but overall pretty solid. I don't know if he'll be one of the Arizona because you know they basically they have the Arizona Fall League set except that they're going to add two more pitchers and an outfielder. I don't think it's going to be him. I don't know if you disagree or not. He had a heck of a year, but he is on an inning count. He'll definitely be in Double A next year, and he deserves it based on the numbers I just gave you. But he's had a he's had a heck of a year. He's been coming back strong over the last year and a half. And he's a guy to watch out for. You know, the Twins added him to the 40 last year to protect him so no one else would pick up Rule 5. And his year this year proved why. So now he'll go to, if he goes to the Arizona Fall League, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't think that's a bad move because he's one of those guys that is going to develop faster than some of your other guys. You know, he's one of your top 20 prospects uh, in the Twins organization. And he's a future, I, I believe anyhow, wholeheartedly, that he's a future starter uh, in, the, in the organization. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I agree with you 100%. I don't know if he's the one. I don't think he's I don't think he, I don't think he will be one either. No. I think there's a couple other guys that are a little closer that they could use. Yep. But he's definitely, he's going to be fun to watch in 2018 because, you know, he'll start out in double A and you just never know, especially with the new brass, how long it takes a player to get from double a to the majors anymore that's that's very true so you know with that we'll we'll wrap up our fort myers miracle stars of the week from daryl it's lewis thorpe the pitcher and for myself it's brent rucker the left fielder so that takes us down to chattanooga and the lookouts now this week i have down in uh chattanooga another outfielder and that's lamont wade now you talk about somebody who's been hot going into the end of the season remember the lookouts also have made the southern league playoffs and they'll definitely want the the red-hot bat of Lamont Wade to keep rolling along. Over his last 10 games, Lamont is hitting 421. That's 16 hits for 38 at-bats with four doubles, a triple, a home run, six RBIs, eight runs scored, four walks, a stolen base. Basically, he made sure he could get into every statistical category possible. And if that wasn't enough, he dropped in six multi-hit games in his last 10. Lamont Wade has been on serious fire and that's definitely what the lookouts want is a is a red hot bat like that in the lineup as they start their their playoff push on on thursday evening so with that um i'm going to turn over to daryl for his uh chattanooga lookout star of the week well for the first time this year i got a uh, ryan eats brad a uh, 25 year old selected by the twins in round two of the 2013 draft now, over the last 10 games, he turned you know, he turned in one of the best performances of the season on the mound, tossing five scoreless innings, allowing just three hits. He did issue a walk, and he struck, but he did strike out one. On the year, used both as a starter and relief pitcher, he's finished the year with a record of 6-3, and three, a 3-4 ERA, and a very low 2.09 uh, batter's average against. You know, he's kind of coming to his own. I think he's going to be – he has that mindset. In my opinion, he's got – he's not a starter, even though he took him in the second round. It's baseball. It's not like football. You just – you never really know 
who you're going to get, regardless of the round you take the person in. Uh, yep, he was a second rounder, but I think he's a long relief guy. He's a guy that we could see in the next year, at least the next year, possibly two years after that. But I, I think I think within the next year we see Ryan Eads in a big league uniform. I'd say that's a fair, that's a, a fair assessment there. So with that, that will close out our, our Chattanooga Lookout Stars of the Week. For Daryl, that's Ryan Eads, the pitcher. And for myself, that's Lamont Wade, the, the left fielder. So that takes us to our final stop on the, on the farm tour, and that is none other than the Rochester Red Wings. And for the Red Wings, we've got a couple of offensive players this week. I'm going to lead it off with uh, my Red Wings star, star this episode, and that's Leonardo Reginato, the third baseman. And Leonardo is another guy that's been, you know, been really solid in his last 10 games to end of the season. Now, Rochester just missed the playoffs in the, in the International League, so unfortunately the Red Wings season, you know, is now over. But, you know, good, you know, hats off to everybody in Rochester down there, um, you know, from, you know, manager from the skipper, Mike Quad all the way down, uh, a good season there. And Leonardo Reginato ended it out solid with a 394 average in his last 10 games. That's a 13 for 33, 13 hits for 33 at bat clip. Uh, three doubles, uh, four RBI, seven runs scored. He also took seven walks over his last 10 games, so definitely patience at the plate for Leonardo. And five multi-hit games in his last 10. So definitely a guy that was getting on base, that was you know doing some things when he wasn't driving runs in. He was trying to score runs. Uh, definitely a, a solid bat for the, the Red Wings in the last 10 games. That's Leonardo Reginato, the third baseman. I'll turn it over to Daryl for the his Red Wing star, and also that will be the last uh, regular season down on the farm star of the episode. And that would be Matt Hag, uh, the 32-year-old uh, first baseman. He's hitting a whopping 350, Brad, with a pair of home runs, three doubles, five RBI, and five runs scored. I mean, he was a heck of a player to help get them well, tied uh, for the last spot in the playoffs for the Red Wings, but they didn't have the tiebreaker so they didn't go uh but on the year for the for the red wings he hit 297 his on base percentage was a solid 373 he did hit 10 home runs 30 doubles 65 ribbies and 60 front runs scored 64 runs scored so he was very solid uh you know is he gonna be with the team next year we don't know but on the on the week he was absolutely stud worthy so, you know, definitely, you know, Matt Hag's been in our, our Stars of the Week, you know, a couple of times here in the last few episodes. So uh, definitely good to see at least with Rochester. They, they've kept the, you know, the group stock down there. So uh, those are our final two uh, stars for the Rochester Red Wings for the regular season. I'm Matt Hag and Leonardo Reginato. And again, remember, uh, next week, uh, or next episode, excuse me, on uh, the Down on the Farm segment, we're going to bring you guys the actual, for our picks for each of the each of the four affiliates for who we think is the star of the season. So definitely, you know, be ready for that uh, in the next episode of 133. And with that, um, hang tight and come back. Uh, we've got the In the Dugout segment. We do have a surprise. We do have a, another uh, baseball giveaway that we're going to announce in the In the Dugout segment. So you'll definitely want to be listening to hear the announcement of who the baseball is and then how you can get out and, and get involved in entering the giveaway for the baseball. We've also got some other topics. Joe Maurer being nominated for the Roberto Clemente Award, a couple of injury updates, and a whole lot more. So, you know, just stick around. We'll be right back here on Talking Twins.
This is Shoes from Three Guys Talking, and you're listening to Talking Twins here on the 4D Podcast Network. Hey guys, we're back here in Talking Twins, and it is time now for the In the Dugout segment. But before we uh, start the segment, uh, I did mention towards the end of the Down on the, of the Farm segment that we had a baseball giveaway for our, our Talking Twins fans, and we certainly do. We have a signed Mitch Garver. That's right, Mitch Garver, who's now up here with the Minnesota Twins, now on the on the with the big club on the roster. We have a signed baseball from Mitch Garver himself. Personally, we actually you know saw him. He, he did the John Hancock he for us to give away as, as talking Twins giveaways. So here we go, Mitch Garver signed baseball. What you guys will need to do is once the episode goes up on Thursday, you will need to go out to Twitter. That's the that's the only way that the the baseball giveaway is going to be done. You may see postings about it on Facebook. It is going to direct you back to Twitter. That's how we're we're going to do the actual uh, tracking of the entries and announcing the winner. So what you'll you'll need to do is go out to our our Twitter account that is at Talking Twins. We will also post the giveaway on Twitter on Thursday once the the episode is uploaded. You will have to go out to, to Talking Twins. You'll have to find the tweet that shows the picture of the Mitch Garver baseball. And you'll just have to retweet that tweet, and you'll also have to follow Talking Twins. Now, remember, and we'll say this on the uh, the tweet as well, you need to do both to get a valid entry into the contest. If and please make sure you do it. There are so many people that wanted the Brent Rooker one, Brad. But they just retweeted. And, they didn't and they follow. Did not, they did not follow. They retweeted, but they did not follow. You need to do both to be a valid If you don't, entry. you're disqualified automatically. I'm sorry, but that's if, the rules are pretty simple. It's two clicks. If you and don't, I'll retweet and follow. That's what, it. And here's what I'll say to you guys is if you don't and you just retweet it, it's like, well, cool, we appreciate you retweeting it out and, and getting it to some other people, but guess what? You're not giving yourself a chance to win. So just And the Brett Rooker one, but we had more retweets than any that I can remember, Brad. And I'm sure. But and when when I when I did and I do it randomly, I I start out with X amount and then I lead down. Okay, wait here, and then I got to make sure out of those and got half of them didn't follow. So please, please, please follow Talking Twins. Do the follow part first. And then do the retweets. That way you make sure you get both covered. Go do the follow part real quick. It's just one click. You click on the follow button, you're done. Then go ahead and do your retweet that you're going to send out to all your, you know, your friends and let them know that they can try to win that Mitch Garver ball too. And then the next time we have a giveaway, all you got to do is retweet. You don't have to worry about following because you're already following. Exactly. You're already you're all set. That. You just got to do it the one time. Yep. So just remember, and we'll mention it on Thursday when the, the tweet goes out, retweet and follow for your chance to win. Mitch Garver baseball coming to you in a, in a in a baseball cube, so you'll be covered that way, so it'll be nice and protected when it gets to you, and so we'll we'll kick that contest off on Thursday. For right now, that means, though, it is time to go in the dugout. We've got some topics to talk about. Uh, we're going to start with Joe Maurer being nominated for the Roberto Clemente Award, and we're, we just want to hit this one quick because it's always nice when you see uh, somebody from the, you know, from the organization, you know, get nominated for an award, and obviously, one of the classiest awards you can, you know, even be even named as a, a nominee for is the Roberto Clemente Award. I mean, it's a it really is basically an, an honor that Major League Baseball nom, you know, nominates somebody from each club. And it goes to a, a, you know, a player from each club who best represents the game of baseball through extraordinary character, community involvement, you know, philanthropy, 
positive contributions, you know, both on and off the field. So it's it's a great award. And you look at just some of the guys that have been nominated. In the American League, you got Chris Davis from Baltimore, uh, Rick Porcello of Boston, Jose Abreu of the White Sox, Carlos Carrasco from Cleveland, Miguel Cabrera from Detroit, uh, Jose Altuve from Houston, uh, former twin Drew Butera from Kansas City, uh, Cameron uh, Mabin, now of the Los Angeles Angels. Um, and Joe, uh, of course, I mentioned Joe Maurer, Brett Gardner from the Yankees, Liam Hendricks, another former twin of Oakland, uh, Robinson Cano, Evan Longoria, uh, Cole Hamels, and then Marcus Stroman, and then some of the National League guys real quick, like guys like Paul Goldschmidt, Anthony Rizzo, Justin Turner, um, another former twin, Matt Garza, uh, Buster Posey, Ryan Zimmerman, you know, and, and some other guys as well. But it's it's a great group of the guys. Seven 2017 All-Stars among the nominees. Um, the Roberto, and then the, who wins the, the Roberto Clemente Award, they'll be selected among the group of nominees via Blue Ribbon Panel that includes individuals connected to the game, which includes the commissioner, um, representatives from MLB Network, Fox Sports, uh, ESPN, TBS, uh, Vera Clemente, Roberto's um, his wife. So, I mean, it, it's... And fans will also be able to vote as well, so it's uh, it, it's a it's a pretty neat, you know, honor. Um, Willie Mays won the first ever Roberto Clemente Award, so you're in a you're in a class of of, you know, insane heroes in multiple different ways. So it's nice to see Joe Maurer uh, get nominated for that, and it kind of leads us into. Well, it's nice to see him being Joe Maurer again. And that's where I was just going to go, and I was going to turn it over to you. I was going to say, Daryl, it's nice to see him get nominated for that award, but it's not just being nominated for award. His production, you know, aside from the award, has also started to really pick up in the last, you know, in the last couple of weeks to a month or so, and I was going to have you talk more about that. Well, and absolutely, and thank you, because, you know, you know, I'm a huge Joe Maurer fan. I think he's one of the reasons why Target Field exists today. Uh, you know, fans can say what they want over the – $187 million contract. Um, they could say what they want about his production from 2014 to 16 when he had the concussions. But let's look at the, the longevity of it. I mean, he was one of the most, most feared uh, hitters in all of baseball. If you look at from 2006, 2013, Brad, uh, you know, he won an MVP, three gold gloves, silver slugger awards, he won the MVP. He hit over 300 in, I believe it was, what, 2006, uh, 8, 2009, 10, 12, and 13. You know, six years he hit over over 300. You know, and, and he was he was a perennial all-star. Now, he, he was catching, obviously, and that was amazing. And when you're catching and winning uh, the awards for the best batter, you know, like, like, like he was, you know, he won three gold gloves, three silver slugs, and he win he won the uh, batting title three years as a catcher, which no one has ever done at that time. And then he had his concussions. You know, he got his, he got, you say what you will, you know, he got the, uh, the big contract, they moved to target field in 2014, you know, he dipped to 277 and 15, he dipped to 265 last year was 261. You know, Paul Muller actually said he's got one of the best swings he's ever seen, but he couldn't just, he couldn't play cat. He, he couldn't catch. 
He couldn't stay on the field at all times. And this year, I think we're seeing a whole different Joe Maurer, a fully healthy Joe Maurer. And as of as of today, September 6th, on a 14-game hitting streak, he's hitting 302 Brad with a 383 on base percentage. He's slugging 416. I mean, he's doing everything. Again, that's over 14 games. He's got 22 hits, 10 runs, 5 RBI, 8 doubles, and a triple. He's looking like the guy that we remember seeing. He's confident at the plate. He's the leader of the team. And we all know Joe is quiet, affectionately known as Baby Jesus. He's quiet. But he's hanging around that 270, 280 mount for months. And now he's over that 300. Only four players in franchise history have hit 300 more than four times. And Joe's getting ready to do it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times. If you get it to eighth, it'll be tied with Kirby Puckett. Well, that's something pretty special, if you ask me. Yeah, that's a pretty good company right there. In, indeed. I mean, in, indeed. So, and-, and, and, you know, whether you like Joe or not, because I know he's a first base and he doesn't hit 30 home runs, you know, he's not that guy. He's not Albert Pujols, but he he was taken out of his spot, not because he wanted to. He was taken out of catcher. He wanted to be a catcher, but because concussions, you know, hey, I tell you what, you get back there behind home plate and you get hit enough time by a 98 mile fastball ticked off the, the bat, you know, you're going to get concussed. And oh, yeah, when you're six, five and you're knee, and you're, you're that tall, well, your knees are going to take a take a toll on you as well. Well, he's not built. He's not, he was never built to be power guy. But if you look at his his statistics and where they're going to be, and we'll talk more about this later, uh, and where he ends up in the realm of you know the Twins lore, he's going to have over two thousand hits. He's going to have over four hundred doubles. He's going to have you know X amount of double. Well, four hundred doubles, maybe. 300 home runs, but he's doing enough. He's definitely a Twins Hall of Famer. We'll see what happens after his contract ends in 2018 and where he ends. But boy, every Twins fan has to think he's a big reason why the Twins are in contention right now in the 2017 playoff race. Well, and and speaking of that, you know, let's let's talk about that that 2017 playoff race because. It's one that has really, really started to heat up here in the last, you know, I mean, it's it's, it's got to be the best we've ever seen since the second, uh, well, at least since the second uh, wild card has been instituted, right? Oh, I, I definitely agree with that. And you look at what we've got going on right now, or the Twins are still in that, you know, after Wednesday's action, or after what we're speaking of from what we're, you know, taping of Wednesday's action, there's still some games obviously being played, but uh, the Twins are still in that, that second spot. But you've got yes. teams like the you know Los Angeles Angels that at this point in time in, in taping they're only you know half a game back, you know the Baltimore Orioles sitting in a game back. Texas, which only where 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 do they come from by the way? Well, the Orioles, I mean they had a couple of real, I mean the seven and three in their last ten games and had a couple of winning streaks to get them there. You look at Texas, who people uh, I remember I, I was just seeing like a week week and a half ago were writing the Rangers off for dead. And, and they gave up you Darvish. And, and they did, but they're still only a game and a half back of the wild card spot. And then you've still got 
uh, Tampa Bay, who the Twins just uh, finished a series with on Wednesday. They're three games back, and so is Seattle, and so is Kansas City. I mean, you've got a you've got a horse race. Seven teams, seven teams, all going in for that last spot. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. within three games. So so if I so Brad, there's twenty. The Twins have twenty three games remaining, and like you like we just said, there's seven teams that are vying for that last spot. The Yankees have a two and a half game uh, cushion, if you will. Now, all seven can realistically catch the Yankees because there's twenty plus games. For all seven teams, uh, including the Yankees, so eight teams. So what 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 is it going to take for the Twins with their last twenty three games, right now sitting at seventy two wins, to get? Do you think that locks up? Is it? I was thinking maybe thirteen and ten, that gets them at eighty five wins. Does that does eighty five wins secure them? Do you think? I would like to say yeah, but you know what? It's tough to say, obviously. It is, and when I'm looking at it right now, I I almost see it at 87. I okay. Just, I just looked at some of the numbers and just looking at kind of you know who some of these teams are going to play, and how you know the fact that the Twins really don't play anybody else. They play the Yankees. They now they do have a series against the Correct, Yankees. If they were hypothetically to take two or three or sweep them. Boy, that would put them in now, that, great contention. Right. Now, that would, yes. Now that and that that could even put them in contention for the first wild card spot. Exactly, and they do that. play now. By the time this airs, because uh, September seventh, they start up another series against uh, Kansas City. Correct. And they, it's a they first... can, unlike their last series against them. Correct. If they can actually take the series two out of three or sweep. No, it's that a, would probably put that's a four, Kansas that's a, City out of it. Daryl, that's a four-game series. What oh, is a four-game? My bad. Okay, my mistake. It's a four-game. So, so, but okay, if they if they take three out of four or four out of or or sweep it, well, they they would they, they would in essence probably knock Kansas City out of it. Don't if, you think? If they take if they take three out of four, that means they gain two games because you lose the game back that you would you know what I mean because you'd go right. up by three so you go up two. That puts them back five. It definitely staggers Kansas City. If you, yeah, were... I would say it would almost. And I think that would almost put them out of contention. Not, it wouldn't mathematically put them out. It but would demoralize I, them. If you go down there and sweep them, that puts them seven back. And that's huge. That, that to me, that would be the dagger in the heart right there. You would literally be the nail in the coffin. You would literally probably put them out. Sure, they would not be mathematically out, but they'd be staring at seven games back with a little over two weeks to play. Uh, no, I, I, in fact, it'd be, it'd be exactly two weeks to play. Um, no, I think if you, if you would on there and sweep them and can take all four games. Which they could, but, boy, we, and we're going to talk about our pitching a little bit because the back end, both of the starting rotation and the bullpen, is a little worrisome, if you ask me, uh, because you still have Cleveland for three, which is – probably the hardest series you have outside of the Yankees. The Yankees are going to be a tough series. And it's baseball. Every series is tough. But you got Toronto, you should win. But they do have seven against Detroit. So let's look at it this way. If we think they should go down and and take three or four in Kansas City, that's your, okay, you're three and one. Then after that, after that, um, that series is done. You really honestly should beat San Diego both home games. I mean, that's, that to me, any of those, any any losses. In theory, you should. Uh, 
Well, you better because hopefully you do. You better, but if he if he split, you split. No, but you should win both. No, yes. This is the thing. You're in September now, and you're playing for a wild card right. spot. That you're right. You're right. You got to win. So that that would put you at five and one. Toronto, now. you should take three out of four. And that would put you at eight and two. Now you play the Yankees in New York. Okay, you bite. And right now, and right now, as I look at the schedule, you got Gibson against Tanaka. Definitely winnable. Uh, you got Santana against Serino. Definitely winnable. And Brios against Sabatha, Sabathia uh, on September 20th. Depending on what Brios and depending on what Sabathia, you know what really. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go a devil's advocate on the bad side and say that they only win one out of those, out of the three in that series. That's still, that still is nine and four after that, after that New York series. Okay. You, you've got Detroit for four, and they're, a, they're a team that's, they're done. I mean, they've they, given, they they've given up. To play for, I mean, bare minimum, bare minimum, and I know the Tigers have played the Twins tough. Bare minimum, though, you should split that series. Bare minimum. I mean, that's you have to at least minimum. split it. So that's eleven and six. That means you've got six games left. You better win more than two out of your last six if you expect to be a wild card team. That's why I say thirteen. Well, you're at Cleveland and back home against Detroit. That's why I'm saying thirteen shouldn't be their number. They should be aiming for more, like in the fourteen, fifteen ballpark, because if, okay. if they're going to win those games that we said they're going to win, if they're going to go down and win three or four in Kansas City. They're going to win three or four against Toronto. If they're going to beat both on, on on San Diego, and if we only give them one out of the three in New York, uh, that means man, you know, the last six games, you know, you can't you can't limp in going two and four. That's not you know that that's definitely not not set yourself up for a one game playoff series. You know, limping in. So I think they realistically, if they're going to go in and they're going to do what we said they're going to do, they should win fourteen games, and that gives them eighty. Well, what worries me is that. Their back end of the rotation and their bullpen. Well, it just it that that worries me. Well, and so that'll lead us into our our next topic. Actually, is well, it's kind of two hot topics. Real quick, we're gonna we're gonna hit the one because it's just a real fast buzz over. Is that the Twins uh, this earlier this week did make a couple of, of moves that were well, one move actually uh, paid off dividends immediately. Um, the other move we'll we'll see, but uh, Robbie Grossman was reinstated following his uh, stint on the 10-day DL and a quick rehab assignment. Now he had a home run right when he right when he came back. Uh, two in the ninth, yeah, yeah. So I mean, so that that paid off nice right away. Now the Twins also selected the contract of of Michael Tonkin, so Tonkin is now back up in the bullpen. They also recalled uh, JT Shagwa from AAA. But before you get excited on that move, don't worry about it. Because they yeah, had on the sixty-day DL, so that's not. It wasn't done to bring him up here per se. It was. It was done to put him on. Protect them. Well, yeah, they. Had, yeah, exactly. And to get him on the sixty-day DL. Yeah, it was just to protect them because. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Correct. And then they sent Dietrich ends um back to Double A to Chattanooga. So, um, you know, Grossman, it, it's nice because you get that flexibility in the lineup that Molitor has with another guy that can, you know, obviously play the outfield, DH. You know, it gives you some ability to move move some guys around a little bit. Um, Tonkin, we'll see what he can bring to the club and the bullpen. They need all the bullpen help they can get, so anybody that wants to come up and... Tonkin's been really good in, in AAA, so I don't mind that move at all, because he has been dominant in AAA. Yeah, so I mean, I'll, I'll take I'll take any moves I can I can get that are going to come up here and, and right now and, and help this bullpen. But, go ahead with the last couple that they brought up that I hate. Well, that's and that's where I was going to get into 
that they're they've they've made the rest of their call up decisions for what looks like the 2017 season, and you know there were a lot of people out there. Well, you know, are Stephen Gonzalez coming up? Is Jake Reed coming up? Is you know, that's where oh my Mason god, Mason Melitakis coming up? Are these other oh guys coming god. up? You know. You know, people that throw 97, don't bring them up. No, that's stupid. And unfortunately, no, they, you know, they've talked about the fact that now Rochester is, you know, we mentioned that earlier in our Stars of the Week, that Rochester, uh, the Red Wings were eliminated from the playoffs, so their season is done. And that's, you know, that got Robbie Grossman back because they really were, you know, they were they were done with him, you know, with the rehab assignment down there anyway. So, but the Twins have said that might be it for additions. They brought up uh, – Aaron Sleggers, and he did pitch in Wednesday's game against the Rays. Um, Not so great, but that's fine. I like him better than some of the others. And still an opportunity for him to, to you know, maybe get some more, you know, a couple more, you know, starting opportunities. Absolutely. Here, you know, yep. And, and be a, a helpful piece. Now, the other part of that, though, is they had already also recalled the 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 fabulous lefty Nick Turley. Who's 11.66 yeah, ERA. My Lord Almighty. Are you effing kidding me? And, Are you kidding me? Come on. And, and you don't want to call up Jake Reed. Why? Because here's why. Come on. Because they brought up his friend and the the guy that, you know, they knew was it's just been gonna, stupid. They knew God that, that really upsets me. It was like Batman and Robin. They brought up Nick Turley and then No, you got no no, it's not Batman and Robin. It's Bat <laughs> it's Robin and Robin. Well, it's Robin and lesser Batman Robin. Uh, you, oh, are you are you kidding me, Nick Turley again? Are you saying Robin or robbing? Like like he's robbing us? Because it's well, that's probably a little bit of both. And are you kidding? Me? Come on! And to go, you with, don't give up Jake Reed a chance. And to go with Nick Turley, the Twins also God. recalled uh, Buddy Boshears. That's, that's who who <laughs> his first at his first guy he gave up to a two run bomb. Oh yeah, just watched recap of eleven five against uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. And and if you talking Twins listeners, have, have you if you talking Twins listeners have, have never heard uh, uh, my co-host Daryl Yates have an aneurysm, you may be about to when I read it the. Upsets me that Jake Reed and Mason don't get a chance. Are you freaking kidding me, Brad? And when I read the quote that is a direct quote from the skipper from Paul Molliner on the situation. Oh, my God. I, just get rid of I, him. I may have to make sure that there is an AED ready for for Mr. Yates because the quote from Paul Molliner said, I feel the people we have pitching, um, I feel really good about it. And that was the direct quote on if there would be any other additions, that right now the skipper feels good about it. Um, okay, let me ask you this. What about Adalberto Mejia? As of right now, there has been no mention of him. Being oh, so over. Nick Turley is the answer to everything. And the, you know what's odd about this, too, the, in this whole kind of scenario, is that you've not heard either Derek Falvey or uh, Thad Levine say really anything about these moves the whole time. It, it's kind of like they've... And I and I don't know how this. They don't want to get ostracized. Well, I don't, and I don't know how this situation played out. So I guess I, I was going to make a statement. I, I guess I'll make the statement, but I, I I'm not speaking from unfortunately 100 percent knowledge of this, and I'll I'll throw it out there more as an opinion. It's like they're throwing Paul Molitor out there to to say, yeah, you know, you go say, you know, and I don't, I, I'm sure Paul, you know, he's his own man. He he can say how he feels about something, but it, sure. it's, it's just kind of odd that. You're not hearing any word from from Falvey or Levine on 
the additions? Because I, I have to believe that more than one local beat writer, whether it's Patrick Roy or you know, or radio guy, whether it's Patrick Royce or whether it's uh, Mike Ferrandino or uh, Lavelli Neal or you know, or, or you know, a lot of these guys, the guys from Twins Daily, Seth Stowes, you know, John Bonas. I mean, I have to believe that you know, some of these guys have asked, you know, or tried to get, and maybe they're not getting answers, but have tried to get, you know, answers from you know, you're, you're getting the skipper, you know, and you know, Paul's going out and, and you know. You know, trying to say the right thing and also trying to maybe say what he believes in, too. It's a mix of both. But I'm sure that some of these guys that are, are covering this club have also went out and tried to get answers from Falvey and Levine on why is it that, you know, Turley and Bo Shears are the guys getting brought up and not Jake Reed, you know, Melitakis. And, you know, and I get it. Their, 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 their time will start. You know, their their service time is gonna start. Especially someone like Reed. Playoff, you know, spot man. This is like exactly. That's just it. You got a guy that throws ninety eight, has proven himself. And this and, is, and sure, it's taken a little while for some of these guys. The, you know, it's the first time since two thousand ten you are playing for a playoff spot. In your, you know, I I just to me, I think it's it it's not just odd that we're not that of who the call-ups were seeing. I mean, that, that part is obviously disheartening, number one. But what's also odd about it is we're not hearing anything from the front office other than the skipper on why these are the call-ups and why these are the only ones. And you think there'd be some voice from the the chief baseball officer, from the general manager, you think there'd be some voice, if nothing else, Backing, you know, even if, if they already told Paul, this is what we're doing, this is it, you go out there and sell that the, the good moves, you think that at some point there would be that backing voice coming from these guys saying that, you know, well, yep, yep, you know, like Paul's saying, this is, you know, this is what we decided we're going to do, where it's it's more like they've, st- they've stayed quiet and they haven't said anything about it. And I, that's where I feel bad for Molitor because then he starts catching all the heat like, it's completely his fault that it's, you know, Turley and Bo Shears. And it's like Paul doesn't, you know, doesn't get to make the decisions on who's getting recalled. He can put his input in. But at the end of right. the day, it's not Paul Mahler that's making that decision. It's Derek Falvey and Thad Levine. They're the ones that are making the call. So I and he, it, well, go ahead. I was just saying, here's the thing, Brad, is that they brought up Randy Rosario and John Curtis throughout the year. Right. And they, they had, you know, minor success and then failure. And they were brought back down, brought back up. Uh, but but they were willing to bring them up. So front office, Salvia Levine thought they were ready at the time. And they they skipped uh, Mason and Jake. Now, Mason was actually released, if you, re- if you recall, earlier in the he, season. He, was he wasn't picked up. He was and they yeah, he was brought EFA back anyway. into tr- okay, and has done exceptional. Now, apparently he did lose a little velo. Uh, off his fastball, but not too much, especially not enough to be skipped over again. But both have been great. You know, Jake Reed has been exceptional. He missed a little bit of the start of the season, but he's been exceptional since. Uh, he's not a closer. He's not a starter. He's a middle relief guy. That's what he's a. He's a fifth round pick. Okay, he is what he is. We know. We we know the guy personally, and maybe that's why I take it a little more personally. Because I know how how the guy pitches. I know how well he pitches. We've watched him since he was drafted by the Twins. All right. Okay. So I get it. They they've tried out. But and my point is by saying that they bring up John Curtis and Randy Rosario 
is that they're trying out certain people throughout the season. All right. Why not try these two out when you're in a playoff push? To me, Brad, that just see, I, I can't understand that. When you, when you have 17, seven teams and you're one of the seven, you have seven teams in, in for, for one spot. And you got two guys get them throw mid nineties with a slider or curveball, and you you don't call them up. It, it, to me, that just doesn't seem right. Yeah, I, I really hope that by the time we do the the next episode on the twentieth, that there has been some clarity on that issue that we can at least speak of at that point. That that by then, um, you know, one of the local beat writers, one of the radio guys, one of the you know one of the other uh, top you know blog personalities, that somebody will have gotten some clarity at some level from, you know, either Derek Falvey and or Thad Levine from the front office on just what the the mindset behind those decisions were. Because I think until that clarity comes out, I think they're going to keep getting asked, why was why were these decisions made? And I think every time that those, those two that we mentioned that were brought up have a, you know, another outing that goes south real quickly, I think the questions are going to keep coming back. Why was somebody else not given an opportunity? Why was, you know, whether it's Jake Reed, Mason, the name, they might not bring out those specific names of the reporters, the beat writers, those guys, but they'll start asking the questions over and over again. Why was it in a playoff race? You already knew what these two commodities you had were able to provide. Why did you not give that, uh, that opportunity to somebody else? And hopefully by the 20th, which is when our next episode is, hopefully there will be some more clarity by then because, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's two weeks of games away. And that'll, you know, by, by the, you know, the 20th, it's really going to come down to the wire for what that wild card race is going to look like. It's going to shape up a lot more by then. And hopefully that will have that feedback out there so that we can talk about that on Talking Twins about what led to those, you know, to those decisions. And whether we'll agree with what they give as answers or not, that's a whole different story. But at least if we have what they say the the answers are for why they did it. Well, we can discuss that and talk about whether, you know, we agree or disagree with the reason why. So um, as we start to kind of wind down here, we've got a couple of injury updates we want to talk about. Neither of them are, are unfortunately very good. Neither of them have a lot of details, but we'll give you guys what we can. Um, a lot of people are asking, obviously, about the big guy, Miguel Sano. I mean, I, you know, every Twins fan that – you know, you, you talk to that, you know, knows that we do a show that or sees us, you know, either at the stadium, on the street, at work, wherever, you know, it's like, have you heard anything more about, you know, Miguel, anything more about Sano? You know, is, when's he going to be back? Well, it, it, the timetable's not there yet right now, guys. He started hitting off the tee Monday of this week. That was the first real baseball activity he had taken, you know, since the the, the DL set for the, the shin injury. Uh, if all goes well, Thursday, which, you know, of, of this week, He's slated, you know, later this week. It could, you know, he's he's slated to start taking live batting practice. That's the hope right now. That schedule could even change depending on day to day how he, he, you know, wakes up and gets to, you know, to target field that that day. That could be pushed back by a day or two, you know, a couple of days. You know, that's just what the the it, it's a liquid timetable right now. It's, it's not concrete. It's what they're you know they're trying to go off of how he feels. And so right now it's that later in the week he starts taking live BP. They'll want to do that for a couple of sessions, bare minimum, and then they'll look at it. They'll see how he feels, and then they'll start taking it from there. You know, you know, you look at the fact that they do have a nice little homestand coming up next next week, and 
we'll see how that that plays out. You know, he'll probably get a, you know, I I I there's no timetable. I don't want to start throwing dates out there because the Twins haven't. Um, nothing's come from the player, so I don't want to be the first guy out there to start throwing dates out there, and then somehow that gets onto Twitter or whatever, and somebody's like, "Well, Talking Twins said he'd be back on the 16th." Well, <laughs> yeah, well, wait, no, 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 no. I I never said that, so please don't. You know, I don't want that to start happening, and then all of a sudden our, our phone does ring. It's not going to be until he can play third base as as well as he has been. No, but I don't want to be the guy that puts a date out there, and all of a sudden then you know the right. phone rings tomorrow, and Dave St. Peter. Well, Paul Molitor said he's not close. Right, and, and that was yesterday. And I don't want to be the 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 you know idiot that just makes up a date and goes, well, I think it's going to be next Wednesday, and then Dave St. Peter calls our. Our, in our studio tomorrow, and it's like, uh, what the <laughs> hell are you idiots doing? I, I, I've been on your show a couple of times, man. I didn't know you guys were, you know, into, you know, spewing BS now, and, you know, and good luck. You'll never have me on again, and it's, you know, uh, we never, you know, no, I'm not going to say a date. Nobody right now, they're, if anybody tells you a date right now, they're... They're just guessing, and, and that's all it is. They're guessing or they're lying to you, or both. I mean, right. just they totally are. So that's that's what we know. We, we got to hope for the best and hope that he's back for in, in like a week or so. And we will definitely, you know, that this is one of the reasons we have Twitter and Facebook, guys. We will keep you updated as we absolutely hear, as we hear more on that. We'll be all over that that story. We'll be watching it as we hear more. You know, check our Twitter feed at Talking Twins. Check our Facebook page, which is Facebook.com/slash/TalkingTwins, and we'll be all over that. And then we'll we'll keep you guys updated on on that story. The other one, as we as we close out the segment here. Uh, is Hector Santiago, and that one really is, is not a lot better. You guys probably already heard that over the past weekend, uh, Santiago was placed on the 60-day DL. The Twins right now are not even sure what's next in that situation. Um, uh, Paul Molitor had said earlier this week that uh, Derek Falvey has even been talking to Santiago's agent about what the possible next steps are, and I think that's really never good when during the season – You've already got the the president of baseball operations, you know, talking to the agent about what next steps are because that, I mean, that uh, that, that to me is like one of two things: you're either hoping the agent has more information on the injury, or you're starting to talk to the agent about well, if he can't come back and pitch next year, we we may be you know looking at other options on how to how to deal with the guy, whether it's trying to you know outright him, trade him, you know you know. I'm just saying, when you bring the agent involved, there's only a couple of avenues that's going to go. It's either hoping the agent's got some more medical information, or does the agent know that you're going to try to get a second opinion, or are you starting to talk to the agent about, you know, player options that the, the club has to, to move on? Now, of course, the Twins aren't going to, you know, Falvey's not going to, he's not going to play his, his hand poker, if you will. He's not going to, you know, divulge what he's talking to the agent about. Because, of course, if he brings that out public, that's not going to be good. The agent's going to get pissed. The player's going to get mad. And that's going to, you know, that, that blows things up. But the problem is, and, and from a Molitor said, from what he's heard, there's still some soreness issues in the back, from the back of the neck into the upper shoulder area. They said there's nothing wrong with the arm, per se, at this point. It's it's in the back into the shoulder. But the thing that they're seeing is is that they're seeing that when he he's not throwing anywhere near to the to the level in terms of, you know, velocity and control that he was before. So they need to figure out what the next steps are going to be. And, and I think until they can get an, an honest medical evaluation, uh, I, I think they're pretty much just going to have to ride with, you know, Santiago trying to heal this out. And you know, they really, they're, they're really stuck until they get, 
you know, a, a, some kind of a better, you know, medical diagnosis on, on what's going on there. So that, that might be something where me, we may not hear more about that, Daryl, until who knows? I mean, late September, I mean, it could be in October. I mean, that thing could drag on and on and there, you know, and that's just scary that they've already set their, basically their final rotation and bullpen. I mean, we'll see for sure, but oh, that's scary if he's done for the year. Well, and they and they did, and this is another thing that was said too. This is to, to kind of jump into that note because it's a good thing you mentioned the you know the the setting of the rotation, the bullpen. They did say that if there is any way he can come back and pitch this year at all. If, if there's any way that all of a sudden that that something you know he wakes up one morning and you know I don't know uh, you know the the powers of the sun fricking you know hit him the right way and he you know he's you know he's healed they said it, it's going to be in a bullpen role so and that's fine either him or Adalberto Mejia Santiago Mejia I mean it's the last year for Santiago you know because he had arbitration and you know. I like to see them both in because both would be better, you know, than some of the guys that we have in there. Yeah, we'll just. I and I bet every fan out there would agree with that. We'll just really have to to kind of wait and see with you know, with Santiago. So that's another another piece we'll definitely keep you guys updated on on Twitter and Facebook. So again, you know, definitely watch our two avenues out there, and we'll we'll stay on top of, of both those injury stories as they play out. So with that, that that wraps us up uh, for the in the dugout segment. I want to do one more quick reminder. We are giving away that Mitch Garver signed baseball. That'll be starting on Thursday, the post on Twitter. So remember, you need to follow Talking Twins. Please do that part first. Just do the click, follow. It's That's it. You're done. Do that first, and then plus you're following us, like Daryl mentioned before, for all the future contests and giveaways that we do. So you have that out of the way. You're, you're, you're bam. You're already good to go. Then you also need to retweet the tweet, and we will mention that in the tweet. You do that, you follow, you retweet, you will be entered for a chance to win a Mitch Garver signed baseball. So with that, remember to look for that that posting, that tweet on Thursday. And then with that also, that means it's time for us to wrap up uh, another edition of Talking Twins. As always, we are uh, part of the 4D Podcast Network as well. It's a great network. They've got a lot of good shows out there, not just sports. I mean, they, they, do a, they, know some, they have some other baseball shows, a wrestling show, uh, you know, kind of general – kind of pop culture shows, a lot of different, you know, good stuff out there. So go check them out at www.4dpodcasts. That's plural, 4dpodcasts.com. We are part of the 4D Podcast Network. Remember, though, you can always check us out on the web to get the latest updates on, on the Minnesota Twins and all the minor league affiliates, and that is at Talking Twins, which is www.talkingtwinsbaseball.com. And like I said before, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash twins. And Twitter, you want to be looking out there on Thursday to get ready to, to get your chance entered to win that Mitch Garver baseball. You can find us on Twitter. It's really easy. It's at Talking Twins. So for another episode of Talking Twins, for Daryl Yates, I'm Bradley Swanson. Appreciate you guys joining us. Next episode, we will have the Down on the Farm season stars, and we'll be talking about the wild card race as it heats up even further. So until then, uh, keep pulling for the Twins. We'll talk to you guys soon next time on Talking Twins. Talking baseball in Minnesota.